Well, hello and welcome to episode number 392 of the Plain Talking UK podcast. I'm Carlos and in this week's show, a Russian firm is trying to sell a broken airliner, an A340 makes a very frosty landing and a UK-based airline has a run-in with five purple balloons. In the military this week, we look at the recent F-35 crash, and we also have news on nuclear-capable F-15 uh, Hornets in Don't Germany. And we also <laughs> look, especially not with Micah in the chat, no. <laughs> and our caption this pick of the week as well. So joining me this week, and I mean, the illusion is probably blown now, but uh, joining me this week... <laughs> In the PGUK kitchen <laughs> studio is Matt Smith. Well, hello, hello, hello. How are we? This is nice, isn't it? It's just you and me for a change. It's just me and you. You and me. Me and you. He can't help himself. Copyright, copyright, stop singing. Copyright, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How is Mr. Smith on this yeah. really gloomy... Oh, isn't it? Honestly, it is rubbish here in the UK today. If you if you are listening, so we record this on a Friday. It's Friday the twenty something, twenty sixth. Um, just gone. So it was five minutes past seven, but uh, it has done nothing but pretty much rain all day. I'm being told off for shattering the illusion for being a <laughs> We were on time today. We went we live were? at dead on 7 o'clock. Yeah, so absolutely. There we go. Yeah, I deny um, everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, just just for, for uh, just for quickly, for those of you who are watching in the YouTube world, uh, we obviously have opted for uh, backdrops today uh, that, that hark back to our, our early day, our Indeed. early years. Yeah. Um, when we were in the kitchen, and it was a kitchen yeah, Literally studio. in your kitchen. Although, uh, once again, uh, great confusion caused to your poor and long-suffering lovely wife. It's like, D- Carlos, why are you taking pictures of my dinner? Because we can well, just I, see in the background of your, uh, <laughs> of your thing, you've got Gemma's dinner on the worktop there. Which is uh, nice. she, was a bit, yeah. she was sitting at the table eating her tea, and I said, yeah. move off the table now. What do you want? I want to take a picture. <laughs> Oh, okay. Right. Fair enough. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, yes. No change there then. No change yeah. there. Long suffering wife. Yes, anyway, very much so. uh, yeah. we have a couple of absentees this evening. Um, Mr. Bounds is not with us this evening. He's uh, he's currently somewhere. Yes. yes he's, uh, he's somewhere, somewhere cold, I think. Uh, for he, it, yes. Yeah. He, he, he has literally, we were talking in our group chat earlier this week about uh, Mr. Bounds, and we all agreed that we think that uh, Nev should change his name to Judith Chalmers. Uh, for those of you who might be wondering who Judith Chalmers was, if you Google her, uh, you'll find out that she was the host of a rather popular holiday programme back in the mid to late 80s, maybe? Yeah, mid to late yeah. 80s, early 90s. It was a long-running yeah. series, to be fair. It was, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, because he's literally done nothing but... If, if you Google "wish you were here" on Google, yes, it wish you were on here. YouTube, you will almost yeah. certainly stumble across uh, the legend that is Judith Chalmers. And Absolutely, Judith Chalmers, yeah, indeed, the same name. Uh, and also, this week, Armando is missing. Unfortunately, he might might drop in later. We don't know yet, but he's unfortunately um, doing his job, which is flying that uh, wonderful aircraft like that. all around the US of A. So. Uh, uh, if you're tuned in, Armando, hello. Uh, we miss you, but he he might pop in later, so hopefully he, he'll come and see us and say hello. But uh, we have also got to say a big welcome to everyone in the YouTube chat room this evening. I'm uh, just going to look through who we've got in this week. So just a point of reference, Richard Adams was actually in the chat room at about half past five <laughs> this afternoon uh, waiting for us to start the show. So Richard Adams, you, you get the top 
um, uh, viewer mark, I think, on YouTube this week. Is, is, uh, is it like some kind of award we give them? For the, award we give them, yeah, for being right. early, yeah. Okay. Uh, also, uh, GB's Model Zone, he was also in very early as well, so hello to you as well. Uh, we have got uh, Nick Codling. Hello to you, Nick. Uh, Mazus Karim, hello to you, Mazus. Uh, Dirk S. Uh, Alan White is also in there, wanting to to have a beer review with me. Uh, we've got <laughs> Masha, hello to you, Masha. Hope hope you've had better weather your side of Europe, Masha, to what we've had today. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony S. Hello to you, Tony. Uh, hope you're also keeping dry um, here with us in the UK, uh, which is a hard thing at the moment. And also Neil Lanwarn, hello to you, Neil. And uh, oh, John. Clade is also in the Never heard of him. Wielding um, <laughs> a blue span of death. And of we've obviously got uh, our podcast royalty, our main man, Uncle Micah, Wee. is also in the chat. Oh, and Tanya. Oh, and Tanya. Hello, yeah, Tanya. Just pop, yeah. popped in the chat room there. Indeed. Hello, Tanya. Nice to see you. Indeed. Don't forget I, if... Oh, I just know Richard, Richard Adams has got a passive... Uh, who that, John? Yeah, sorry. Um, who that, John? Richard Adams has just said... Uh, un- that this is very sort of... Uh, you, know, you know, trying to keep it on aviation if we can. Like and says, not 12. I know. He says, unusual prop what? noise overhead just now. According I'm to FR24, uh, was an AN12. There you go. What's an uh, AN12? Somebody just... explain. It is a relatively old... Russian, right. okay. uh, Russian plane. You know, Matt. It's one of those Russian aircraft that are built, literally built, like a flying tank. Right. Um, oh, I'm just trying to find it on flight radar. Twenty four. Anyway, um, not we're not here to play with apps on our phones. No. Uh, <laughs> Quite. <laughs> Neil Lamb was actually sitting on the chat room. Missed the kitchen studio. It does seem to be leaning a bit though. Um, <laughs> yeah. Apologies. <laughs> yeah, that would be because Carlos had had a little bit too much. He's 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 a couple of tinnies in already at this point titties, uh, yeah. when he took the photograph. So that's why and he also uh, took took the photograph from a little bit too high as well because it should. But anyway, you know, it was just uh, a photograph at the end of the day. You know, bit of fun. Anyway, that's got sorry. nothing to do with this. What what are we doing next? My bad. <laughs> yeah. So a big thank you to everyone who joins us in the chat. Don't forget if you are listening to the show as an audio podcast and you want to see the madness that is the youtube chat room don't forget to take yourselves over to youtube search for us plain talking uk and uh, give us a follow on or subscribe on youtube and don't forget to hit that bell icon next door which is right next to it to be notified when we're live and recording new episodes as we are now because we would love to have you in the chat room. oh yeah yeah. So we've got uh, quite a bit to get through tonight, and it is just me and Matt, so we're going to trawl through the stories this week. Some good stories this week, actually, in the news. Uh, so if, um, oh, I was going to say, if everyone's ready. Uh, if, <laughs> yeah, I'm if, ready. If Matt's ready, <laughs> let's go. Yeah. So, kicking off this week's first news story, this comes to us from walesonline.co.uk. And uh, BA are wielding their blue spanner of doom, I think, here, because BA are warning it will axe Heathrow flights in dispute over airline charges. So, uh, British Airways will consider axing Heathrow flights if planned increases in fees are implemented 
at the boss of the airline's parent company has claimed. Uh, IAG, or International Airlines Group Chief Executive Louis Gallego, uh, said the airport's charges are already among the highest in the world and are becoming more and more expensive. In October, the Civil Aviation Authority announced a plan to raise the cap on airports' average charge per passenger up uh, by up to 76% from the current level of £19.60 to between £24.50 and £34.40. Uh, Mr Gallego said Heathrow uh, gives the UK's aviation sector a major advantage but warned that we need to attract, uh, to attract demand to stay competitive. Uh, he told the airlines 2021 conference in Westminster, which is where I was last week, uh, the reality is more than 40% of the people who use Heathrow are connecting passengers. They're simply passing through on their way to other destinations and could easily go by other more competitive hubs. Hiking charges will not help. It will not attract demand. It will have the opposite effect if the rise in landing charges goes ahead. He said, I know our IAG will not be alone excuse me, in reconsidering our airline's use of Heathrow. Uh, Tim Alderslade, chief executive of Trade Body Airlines UK, warned it's crazy that at a time when the travel industry needs holidaymakers to return to the skies, the UK's biggest airport is hell-bent on trying to price them out, penalising them for not travelling uh, during the pandemic by adding an overinflated premium to their tickets rather than turning uh, to its shareholders or taking out loans like the rest of the industry. Uh, a 10 to £15 increase in airport charges is not comparable to pushing up economy class tickets to the US to over £2,000 this Christmas, which is what some airlines are currently doing. And I know they are because I've seen the prices. It's true that Heathrow is proposing a higher pandemic price increase uh, than continental airports, but we are neither state-owned nor have we received billions in state aid during the crisis, uh, they said. And they rely entirely on private investment. Uh, Heathrow passengers want a reliable quality experience. The higher charge will enable us, he said, to deliver key investments in the next five years to protect passengers' service. Uh, the range is uh, planned to come into effect from summer 2022, with an interim cap of £30 being introduced on January the 1st. Charges are paid by airlines, but are generally passed on to passengers in fare prices. Heathrow had called for the cap to range from £32 to £43 uh, for the five-year period under consultation. Do I think BA will pull out of Heathrow? <laughs> no. I'd be incredibly surprised if BA pulled out of Heathrow, because... Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, they've got a whole terminal, haven't they? I mean, that, you know, the story they're essentially talking about reducing, if you know, mm. sort of, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a funny one, isn't it? Really, uh, you know, no, they're not going to. Of course, they're not going to pull out of Heathrow, are they? That's just not going to happen. Yes, yeah, so I think they'd be silly to price themselves out though, because um, I mean, airlines have got the capability, the, the the capability to go elsewhere. I mean, Gatwick, you know, most of the airlines pulled out of Gatwick and yeah. went elsewhere during the pandemic. So obviously they've got probably some space. Well, I don't, I don't think they, I don't think they they went elsewhere. It's just that they the the capacity in the network, mm. if you see what I mean. You know, they they were just filling up planes at different airports, weren't they? I don't think they were they were re you know they weren't moving directly to different you know they weren't moving like a Malaga flight from Gatwick to say Luton. They were just filling. Not that Luton is one that BA uses, I know, but 
Yeah, it's um, mm. yeah, it's a bit of a funny one, isn't it? Be nice to see what it's like. What what if they're putting the investment into the to the airport since I last mm. flew from Heathrow? Well, I mean, at, what, at one time Terminal Five was it, it almost exclusively BA, oh, wasn't yes. it? At one yeah. point, I don't yeah. know if that's still the case. Is it I think still the, the case? BA their um, main um, um, their main lounge or their their posh lounge is at Terminal Five. I know because Nevers took me in there before. Um, but their most their their transatlantic flights go from Terminal Five right. uh, to BA. Mm. Well, indeed, yeah. Uh, yeah. But most of the One World uh, flights that John is saying is is from Terminal Five. We think, but uh, yeah, mm. it's a busy so old, it's a busy old terminal. However, you dress it, it up. is it is a very busy uh, terminal and a busy airport. To be mm. fair, and getting indeed. busier, thankfully. Yes, um, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I don't think we're quite up to the levels of no, know, no, sort no, of. No pre-covid but uh yeah definitely on on the move okay next story is uh on the so it's at the list.co.uk uh <laughs> whatever that is and the headline is bbc set to air new aviation series about flirty passengers and cabin cruise <laughs> lifestyles wow mm. uh a new BBC series is expected to explore what goes on behind the scenes at an airline. Aviation series Flight Club is set to follow the cabin crew working for Scottish airline Logan Air and is claimed the show will even document some of the crew's romances as well oh as word. the onboard drama. A source told the Sun newspaper, oh dear, uh, the <laughs> uh, TV's biz common Flight Club will have everything, gorgeous crew, handsome pilots, and a little travel inspo to inspire some wonderlust. Travel inspo to... Oh, I really do despair about the English language sometimes. Uh, but it's the office romances at 35,000 feet, flirty passengers, and... Um, I'm not going to read that word out. Uh, that really moaning, make, moaning, moaning, moaning. Yes, moaning passengers uh, that really make it. We've heard all the stories about the partying lifestyles of cabin crew, so expect lots of that. Uh, Flight Club will also will will also show the real world of aviation, not just groaning passengers who have missed their <laughs> flights. A BBC source said, with great characters being their authentic selves doing something they love and regional voices and stories. It has all the ingredients we love in a show. It's an aspirational series that will show that there is more to the job than just flying passengers from A to B. In previous years, aviation shows have focused more on the mundane work at the airport with a look at uh, difficult passengers and catching smugglers at customs. But this show is expected to revolve around the glitz and glamour of the cabin crew. Uh, the show about the high life was filmed during the summer at regional carriers Logan, Logan Air headquarters in Glasgow. It's set to air on BBC Three over the coming winter months. Ooh. BBC previously aired Airport a series that ran for 11 seasons from 1996 to 2008. The documentary show was based at London Heathrow Airport and followed the lives of passengers and airport staff. Now, I'm going to challenge that because my understanding... Actually, I'm pretty certain it wasn't... Was it at Heathrow? Yeah, it was at Heathrow, yeah. Oh, right, yeah, it okay. was at Heathrow. Yeah, was, it followed... Was, um... I can say that... No, 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 there was one that was based at Luton. What that was, the was one that, Come Fly like, With Me, yeah. Oh right! Oh, yeah, okay. come fly. Well, no, no, uh, no, come, come, no, come, come fly with me was the 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 comedy one, wasn't it? With David Williams and um, 
um, David. No, it was air, sorry, it was airline. It was airline, airline right, okay, that was yeah, based yeah, at yeah, Luton. Okay, right. It was airline yeah. that was based at Luton, and they okay. focused on EasyJet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Okay, that's that's fair enough. Now, I mean, I've got lots of. Uh, first of all, um, the the first the first thing there is Logan Air is recorded during. Uh, the summer months. Now, I wasn't aware we were doing a great deal of flying during that particular uh, period, and certainly Logan Air. They obviously I guess, done some. Indeed. I don't know. I, if I was an airline, I would be very, very nervous about, mm. uh, you know, um, I don't know. I mean, cab- cabin crew are amazing. There's no two ways about that. But I, we, I tell you what, we've we've had some really good series that over the years mm. that have been broadcast on TV. And I mean, do you remember last year, Matt? We had that one that was um, where they they focused on the crew, the the flight deck crews training with EasyJet. Uh, oh on, yeah, vaguely. Yeah, um, was it on BBC One or IT? One of the channels here in the UK. Was it Channel Four? Yeah. And they 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 had uh, the camera crews actually on the flight decks while the the young the younger pilots were training to be um, FOs with uh, EasyJet. And obviously, like we said, we've had um, airline back in the yeah. early nineties. Yeah, ninety six two thousand and eight. It was, um, it was which on. was a good which was a yeah. that was a great series run, run mm. for uh, quite a few series actually that um, and focused I, on. I have heard rumours that it might be making a comeback. Well, that would be good. Mm. That would be nice to see Indeed. that. And obviously, as the story said, you've just read read here, Matt, it's the um, the one that was filmed at Heathrow um, a few years back, yeah. Airport, which was also a good series. Uh, which sound- is more of a technical <laughs> one, that was. Uh, Richard Adams says, sounds like it'll be a reality aviation version of that abysmal 80s soap triangle. <laughs> I don't. I must admit, I don't remember that one. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it'll be fun. I, I'm sure it'll be fun. As I say, I'd just be a bit nervous because the trouble is, is that the editors are, are quite well renowned for editing stuff out of context. Co- context, I should say. So uh, I would be, I would certainly be demanding, uh, you know, sort of seeing it before it went out. If I was Logan Air, to be honest with you, not that I have any reason to say think that that cabin crew and or pilots would ever do anything that was in any way shady. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Captain Crew says, shows how desperate the aviation industry is to explore new income streams. Yeah, that's a good point, isn't it? Yeah, although if it yeah. not being funny, if it's on the BBC, probably not a great deal of money involved. <laughs> well, it's on BBC Three, which is one of the yeah. uh, freeview channels here in the UK. So um... in February, although to be fair, as I say, it, it is a freeview channel. It's currently online only, but it is going back to uh, free-to-air on freeview and things oh, in february bbc3 was back i was on three uh, no no it's, it's coming back in february it's coming back oh. on, uh, as, a, as a linear channel uh, oh, in february okay. it is uh, it is a channel on the iplayer at the moment um where you can get right. things like drag race and stuff like that but uh, yeah indeed excellent so matt um you have you've actually got the next story okay right well. so, okay so we're going to uh, right. Okay. You're going to Russia for this next story, aren't you? Right. Okay. So you need to um, speak in a Russian accent. Carry on. No, uh, no <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, anyway, okay. Uh, so uh, I'm just trying to set up what John's told me in my ear, so bear with me a moment. Uh, so uh, the uh, headline is Slightly Damaged Russian Firm Puts Crashed SSJ100 on sale online. So this is on aerotime.aero. It's, it's a Sukhoi website. Superjet. 
bless you. Uh, mm. Rad, a Russian auction house, has put a damaged airliner on a classified advertisements website, hoping to sell a no longer airworthy plane. The aircraft, a Sukhoi SSJ100, registered as Romeo Alpha 89011, belonged to an airline that I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce. I want to say Yakutia. Uh, yeah, yeah, good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, according to Planespotters.net, it was delivered in 2012, although the advertisement lists it as manufactured in 2008. In October 2018, during a landing at, uh, uh, I want to say, Yakutsk Airport, the aircraft suffered a runway excursion, which led to a landing gear collapse. Later investigation revealed that incorrect ATC data was to blame. Uh, several passengers were hospitalised with minor injuries. Uh, Russian aviation news website Aviation21.ru uh, reports that the aircraft sustained vertic- vertical acceleration of 4.39 g at the moment of impact with a concrete structure at the end of the runway. According to Aviation Safety Network, an investigation revealed significant damage to the aircraft's fuselage and landing gear as well as a fuel leak. The aircraft was deemed damaged beyond repair and had to be written off. It's unclear how the airframe found its way into the hands of the RAD auction house. The advertisement was created on the 15th of November 2021 on avito.ru website. There you are, so if you want to go and place a bid. According to the RAD profile, the company also offers over 130 cars and trucks of various models and has a rating of 1.7 stars out of 5. The advertisement for the SSJ100 says that the aircraft is is in an emergency condition and cannot be restored to flyable condition. Numerous low-quality photographs reveal the extent of the damage, including bent landing gear, struts, and mangled sections of the skin. The listed price is seven, 77,248,334 Russian rubles, or uh, slightly over $1 million. The uh, location is marked as Yakutsk, and no information in regards to shipping <laughs> is provided. Uh, the Sukhoi SSJ-100, also mm. known as the Sukhoi Superjet, and the Superjet-100 is a regional airliner introduced in 2019, uh, 2011. Sorry, The aircraft can carry between 87 and 103 passengers and has a maximum range of 4,578 kilometres. That's 2,400. 472 nautical miles so I there we love go. I love Alan's comment in the chat room Alan White says Sukhoi couldn't sell them new <laughs> written off one has no chance of being brought I don't know oh. I mean somebody might buy it to literally turn it into a you know like I mean it'd make a great like if you had the I space mean, for it it must you know. have been really yeah. really badly damaged for them quick to Carlos get a bid in off. before the plane reclaimers get it and mark it oh, up that's no. what Richard's suggesting <laughs> Good point. But Good it is. Point, it's a, I mean, I've seen. I've seen. I'm sure I've seen airliners in worse damage than this, and they've been put back um, into uh, flying condition again. But obviously, this one yeah. was. I mean, they, they've on. said that that that's not to happen, haven't they? In this article, mm. unless they're just yeah. covering themselves, maybe. I guess there's no. Uh, you know, there's no guarantee. That, that'll end really. up as luggage tags. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, 4.1G is quite a major impact, isn't it, on, on an incident? You know, that's that's a high number, isn't it? That's that's a worry. I'm surprised as well that, I mean, I know there's not a huge amount of these in use at the moment, but no. I'm surprised I didn't take the engines off and at least flog them and get some money for mm. them um, before trying to sell the airframe itself. But, um, yeah, yes, indeed. I'll... Um, there's a lot of comments in the chat room about me buying this and putting it in the garden, but I don't think that would quite wash. Also, how big do they think your garden is that you would be able I to know. get, get one of those in? It's not that big, guys, trust no, me. No, no, it really no. isn't. Yeah. Um, anyway, next story. And um, this is a really good story. Uh, this broke this week, actually, on, on the various news feeds and had some great video as well, uh, which Matt has also got ready. But um, this is on the edition.cnn.com. And... Um, the story uh, is the first time in history an A340, an Airbus A340, has landed on Antarctica. So Highfly, we all know who Highfly is. We've heard about them on the show before. Highfly, a boutique aviation company, was behind the flight. A company specializes in wet leases, which means they hire out both aircraft and aircrew and are responsible for the handling, insurance, maintenance, and other logistics. Highfly 801 took off from Cape Town, South Africa, on Tuesday, November the 2nd. The plane was commissioned by Wolfsfang, a new upscale adventure camp on the world's southernmost continent, and brought much-needed supplies to the resort. Wolfang's, or Wolfang is a new project from high-end Antarctica tourism company White Desert. The crew of uh, High Flight 801 and its return trip to Cape Town, High Flight 802, was led by Captain Carlos, yes, great name, Mipuri, uh, who is also High Fly's vice president. Each flight took between five and five and a half hours. The team spent less than three hours on the ground in Antarctica, covering two and a half thousand nautical miles. The cooler it is, the better, Mapuri explained in his captain's log. Grooving is carved along the runway by special equipment, and after cleaning and carving, we get an adequate braking coefficient. The runway being 3,000 metres long and landing and stopping an A340 that heavy on an airfield wouldn't be a problem. Although the blue ice is gorgeous, it can also be concerning for pilots because of its glare. Mapuri added... The reflection is tremendous and proper eyewear helps you adjust your eyes between the outside view and the instrumentation. The non-flying pilot has an important role making the usual plus extra call-outs, especially in the late stages of the approach. The first recorded flight to Antarctica was a Lockheed Vega 1 monoplane back in 1928, piloted by George Hubert Wilkins, an Australian military pilot and explorer. He took off from Deception Island in the southern Shetland Islands, and the project was funded by William Randolph Hearst, the wealthy American publishing tycoon. Short exploratory flights like these were how scientists and map makers got vital information about Antarctica's topography. Well, you know what I mean. Topography, yes. God, blimey. That went well. That went well. <laughs> Edit that one out. Uh, that'll be in the bloopers reel at Christmas. Well done. Uh, to this day, there is no airport on the white continent, but there are 50 landing strips and runways. But Matt played the video there whilst I was reading that, and it is absolutely mm. stunning. What it is. a heck of a view, those guys. I mean, it's cold, isn't it? But it is a, it is yeah. a beautiful 
it's a beautiful you know sort of part of the world isn't it i mean it's uh, uh it's just yeah it's quite magical isn't it uh neil mm. lamborn has said actually in the chat room that it would be awesome to be on the flight but he'd really want to be next to the runway to get the best plane spotting photo he'll ever have true true, true, true. absolutely true that yeah. is yeah um it's, it's honestly it is amazing but uh, i i just let interesting to see or to see find out how cold it actually was when they landed there i mean, obviously they were in the minus um mm. Minus bits, I expect. Indeed. But, and um, actually, we did, as part of the Plain Truth series that uh, we do with Captain Al, uh, uh, if you want to know more about that and how you uh, plane stop on things like snow, episode 23 of the Plain Truths is how you uh, find out more information about that. Oh, great story. And a great video as well. But yeah, there are lovely some, video. Um, yeah. There are some other videos actually on YouTube as well if you search mm. for that high fly flight that, um, that they've done as well. And it's well worth a watch as well. So, yes. moving on to the next story, Matt. We're moving back to the UK, uh, where it's well, it's just as cold, really. To be fair. <laughs> not quite that cold, to be fair. It's not that bad. Uh, okay, so uh, BBC.co.uk is the website, and the headline is Luton Airport to change flight paths in safety move with Stansted. So, flight paths and holding patterns for aircraft arriving into Luton Airport are to be altered because of its proximity to Stansted. The Civil Aviation Authority, the CAA, approved plans to simplify and modernise arrival routes into Britain's fifth busiest airport. Luton currently uses airspace, airspace over Royston, Hertfordshire but it will move to the St Neots and Huntingdon area. The two airports are just 26 miles 42 kilometres apart by air. An airport spokesman said that the new flight paths would segregate from Stansted's to ensure continued safety. Work is underway to train air traffic controllers and ensure pilots are familiar with the new routes, he added. The changes follow a five-month public consultation between Luton Airport and NATS, the air traffic control provider, which garnered more than 2,400 responses. They will come back. They will come into effect next February. Two options were offered to the consultation, with option one chosen, the airport said. The location and orientation of the new holding area near the A1 and the A14 junction was adjusted and the lowest standard altitude of the hold was raised by 1,000 feet, reducing potential noise impacts on the residents of St Neots and Huntingdon, it added. Now, that's an interesting one. So uh, is this in... Res is it, uh, I don't know the answer to this. Perhaps one um, one of you guys might know. Is this in response to an incident? Is that why they're moving it? Or has something been highlighted as a potential concern and that's why no, they're I, moving it? No, I just it? think it's... I don't think it's because of an incident. I just think it's just very busy airspace. Obviously not so much now, but when, um, when these two airports are in full swing, yes. i.e. before covid um it, it is a very very busy part of the uk um between right. stansford and luton because they, they i mean they are they're a distance apart but then they are rel relatively close if you look on the um on sky demon other apps are available um you can have a look and you can see how close the actual control zones are for these two airports they are quite close so um yeah i think it's just a move to make things or to to, to make things safer in the skies um but uh, yeah, the two—it's actually like you said, Matt. The story: twenty-six miles apart, these airports are. So they are 
relatively close together, Luton and Stansted. Yeah. Although, although I prefer flying from Stansted. Well, I think <clears throat> I think we I think we all do. I think we all do. Actually, Richard <laughs> Adams is saying in the chat room that um, he's saying Exeter has got a proposal in for airspace rationalisation at the moment. Not yet read the detail, but I doubt GA will be a consideration. And of course, that is a common issue, yeah. isn't it? Really. Yeah. Um, you know, because of course, like um, there is a very nice airport um, in Cambridge, isn't there? For example, now that's surely with its proximity to um, Huntingdon. Um, that's got to be a concern, or is it because GA is so low? Maybe, but you know, I mean, I don't know. You're not normally flying that high, I suppose, in in standard GA, are you? No, no? not with uh, not with normal normal the normal Cessnas or your your Pipers and stuff. Yeah. But these um, the other thing as well with, with these airports as well is that Luton has quite a lot a high amount of um, business jets. I say uh, the posh stuff flying out of Luton, whereas Stansted obviously has more of the the low cost carriers that fly from Stansted, which is busy and cargo, mm. as John just said in our. Um, but yeah, they are they are two very busy airports, relatively close together. Their control zones are near enough merging on each other. If you look at them on a on a um, uh, a map, you know, an actual map, planning map. Um, but yeah, this was uh, obviously it'll be interesting to see. If we get um, perhaps we can get a couple of um, pilots who we know that fly from uh, both these airports, Luton and Stansted, and see what their views are on these. Indeed. Now I'm just trying to. We've got some. We've just had some pictures sent in by Armando re- regarding the, the oh previous the previous video story. Yeah, the yeah. previous video. Yeah. So the previous video that Matt run ran, or ran for the yeah. uh, the the A340 flight into Antarctica. Uh, apparently, Armando is uh, he's, he's tuned in, saw the video, and uh, apparently, one of the aircraft that uh, Armando used to or used to fly, he's flown, yeah. and uh, he's uh, uh, obviously said that he could see the video in the background uh, yeah. of that uh, 340 video. And apparently, it's one of the aircraft that uh, the company that he used to work for they used to uh, lease the aircraft to the White Desert. Look uh, at that! Use. And uh, there he is. There he is. He's he's. Not quite with us in video form, but he's no, a lovely picture of Hot him off there. the presses, as they say. Hot yeah. off the presses. There you go. It's Yeah, and you can see that uh, exact uh, aircraft in the video that we were yeah. uh, playing. Links uh, to that, of course, will be in the show notes. The show so notes you'll be able so to see exactly well, what we're talking about. There we go. So, Matt, you've got the next story because the one after it has got lots of pictures. Oh, right. But, uh, is that what's Matt, going? <laughs> we are for the next story. Actually, this is this is quite good. This is a bit more of a festive story because we are obviously close to Christmas. Oh, don't um, say that. But uh, this is regarding a story about a certain item that I never get at Christmas. I, I never get one. Anyway, carry on, Matt. I mean, I, I feel I, I'm not really sure what to say and, <laughs> and feel a little bit sad. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> feel like I need to go rush out and buy one all of a sudden. Um, okay. Oh, no, I've just, I'm closing the wrong things here. Right. Uh, <laughs> simple flying is where this Sorry. one's come from. Right. So simple flying is, is where this is coming from, as Carlos says. Sorry, I'll be there in a second. A couple of technical issues. All right. So f- feeling festive, EasyJet launches a £695 <laughs> advent calendar with... Flights. I love you, mate, but not that much. Uh, EasyJet. She doesn't love you that much either. I can tell you that for no, no. for no money. Uh, EasyJet has launched its first ever festive calendar this year, priced at six hundred and ninety-five pounds. Wow. Called the Adventure. See what they did there. Calendar. Uh, EasyJet's calendar consists of twelve drawers in containing a 
travel gift. Festive gifts include four pairs of return flights for two and a year's EasyJet Plus membership worth £215. The limited edition advent calendar will be on sale from Friday the 26th of November. That is today. Isn't that exciting uh, to celebrate the upcoming festive season? EasyJet has launched a new... <laughs> uh, sorry, I, I've been told off for sarcasm there. I know I mean it. I really do. Uh, <laughs> to celebrate So this... glad they can't hear John's voice now. <laughs> to celebrate the upcoming festive season, EasyJet has launched a new limited edition advent calendar that includes flights, the adventure calendar features 12 draws each with special travel gifts this is the first time easyjet has launched a festive calendar following research suggesting the british population crave foreign adventure more than anything else in 2022 and i think we we are all a bit like that aren't we actually we're all craving some kind of sunny hot location or whatever you know it's like I'm just thinking desperate to get on a plane to dubai at the moment in fact, in fact i know two friends who have <laughs> done, done that literally this week uh, one of my friends has literally gone there to play golf that is literally what they've done is to go to dubai to play golf anyway the uh, calendar is Priced at £695 with an RRP value of over 1500 according wow. to EasyJet. The advent calendar will be on sale from Friday the 26th of November with a limited number available. A look at the calendar in detail. Four pairs of return tickets for two, including 23 kilograms of hold luggage per person. £75 worth of vouchers to spend on tours and excursions across Europe with Get Your Guide. One year EasyJet Plus membership worth £215. A £50 voucher for car, for car hire even. And £45 worth of vouchers to spend on EasyJet's onboard bistro. There you go. So I mean, it's a it's a, it's a nice idea, I suppose, isn't it? It's. Uh... I, I I think the the the, the I mean, if this is actually true, I'm sure it is because I wouldn't be able to write it if it wasn't. But this is according to them, fifteen hundred pounds or fifteen hundred quid's worth, one and a half thousand pounds worth of stuff for six hundred ninety five pounds. So it's, it's a bargain, I guess. If you want to spend <laughs> six hundred ninety five pounds on a Christmas advent calendar. To be fair, I'd probably prefer to have like a Reese's chocolate one personally, but that's just me being fussy. Well, I mean, it's not it's not six hundred and ninety five pounds though, is it? It's <laughs> not six hundred ninety five pounds. It's quite no. a bit cheaper. Um, it's it's the uh, yes, it does. Yes, I presume. I mean, we're we're making assumptions here. I presume it's not return flights to anywhere. I presume they must have been predetermined these these mm. tickets otherwise you would on purpose think right i'm off i'm off to south africa for example because uh, they they used to fly in yeah no 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 well you say that no 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 where is it um uh, well i mean you used to be able to fly shamel to shamel shake from um uh, with easyjet because i did it so okay all right i'm being told oh, off for my Jonathan rubbish job in the I'm chat room has said not being job. funny but for all that money i'd like it to at least go up to the 24th <laughs> Why? How long does it run run for? Not long. Uh, the, I think the pick. It's oh, 12, twelve draws. Yeah, twelve draws. One every yeah. other day. It's fine. So it is going up to the twenty fourth. It's just like you know, you just do one every day, don't you? Don't you? No. Uh, Richard not. Adams has also made a quite interesting comment, Matt, in the chat room. 
if you can okay. uh, see is, that. Is that uh, why am I imagining an EasyJet themed snakes and ladders? Land on a plane, land on a snake, pay extra for luggage, get into a fight, land on a ladder, and get a great <laughs> flight for £10 each. True point. True point. Well made. Oh, there we go. Uh, <sighs> Neil Lamborn has uh, also, before we move on, Neil Lamborn has said. Uh, PTUK advent calendar for next year. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, what I mean, could we put? What could we put behind? Flight each socks. Door, that's though? one thing, I suppose. We can... uh, yeah, a bit of a squeeze to fit a t-shirt behind one, and the mug would definitely stand out. You know, it would. Behind. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it could be a voucher for one, I guess. Mm. <laughs> yeah. True. There we go. Yeah, perhaps we should, we should look into that for next year. <laughs> All right. Fine. Anyway. <laughs> Moving on before we market the whole right. entire yeah. you know, new shop on the website. Uh, this next story comes to us from a local newspaper, actually, eveningnews24.co.uk. And we are moving to a part of the UK, which is just down the road from me and Matt. Uh, step back in time to Norwich Airport in the 1980s, this one. So that's Norwich International Airport. Uh, getting in or out of Norfolk, Norfolk uh, is not always the smoothest journey, as we all know. <laughs> yes, I think we do all know. Nelson's country is geographically out on a limb. Is that why people say we live in the end of nowhere, Matt? Back end of nowhere, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but since it officially opened in 1969, flights from Norwich Airport have started many happy holidays for people in the region. And uh, to this, uh, tonight on the show, we are turning back the clocks to visit Norwich Airport in the 1980s, an important decade for growth in the transportation hub. In 1981 and 1982, Eastern Airways started flights from Norwich to uh, Heathrow and Gatwick Airport, respectively. Uh, the range of choice for package holidays increased as countries like Holland, Portugal and Yugoslavia joined the departure board in the decade as well. Uh, in 1983, a Royal Air Force Vulcan bomber retired to the city of Norwich Aviation Museum, uh, which was based on site at the airport in those days and was also home to the PTUK 100th episode. <laughs> uh, by the mid-1980s, passengers and officials alike lamented the limitations of the airport's terminal. Norwich Airport became a limited company back in 1987, which opened doors for seeking investments in the facilities. A year later, the Queen Mother took a helicopter to Norwich Airport, where she officially opened the Transport Hub's new £5 million terminal. And judging by the size of that terminal, as I know it, I've been in there a few times. don't know where that £5 million went, but... <laughs> Now, now. It's almost like this is nearly just as big as a kitchen down where me and Matt are now. That's a little unfair. <laughs> it's a bit it's not very big, Matt. It's a bit it's bigger big. than that, yeah. But the picture, honestly, the pictures are great. Really good quality pictures, actually, black and white Yeah, pictures, I love so, it. For those of you watching on YouTube. If, you, uh, what, if you're listening to this as the audio um, uh, podcast, don't forget to take yourselves over to YouTube so you can check out these pictures. There's actually one there, Matt, with the dinosaur and it's oh, yeah. um it's i think it's one of the characters from coronation street i think is it bet and then what someone else one of the comedians from um oh from um, the area. Uh, it's, um bernie clifton bernie clifton that's yeah. it yeah wow okay unexpected <laughs> i know it's, it's random isn't it and it, I, I mind you is, is that a red arrow i don't know probably yes it As is it yeah one of the red arrows yeah. of course they still visit they still visit quite quite regularly they do. don't they they often do an overnight there don't they yeah they do yeah although look judging by that picture that was obviously pre 
um, health and safety well, yes. um, yeah. regulations. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Not, not quite as, uh, as uh, robust as it is now, shall no, we say. No. Actually, uh, Mazouz Karim has put <clears> in the uh, chat room, uh, just to remind us all, uh, it's actually London Norwich Airport. Good point, well made. Yes, it is indeed yeah. London Norwich Airport. I, yeah. what, a, what a silly mistake we made there. Uh, okay, we'll move anyway, on. To, yeah. move on. Matt, <laughs> Matt's, uh, Matt's got a very inflated story next. Oh, Right, okay. I thought we were talking about my ego then. Uh, right, uh, euroweeklynews.com is the website. And the headline, Boeing 737 holiday jet in near-miss with five purple balloons. A report just released uh, has revealed how a Boeing 737 jetliner with around 189 passengers on board was involved in a near-miss incident earlier this year on the 28th of August. The plane was reportedly travelling at 200 miles an hour at the time, making its descent around 7,000 feet just north of Chester Le Street in County Durham. It's believed to have been a jet to flight from Ibiza uh, coming into land at Newcastle Airport. According to the report made by the UK Airprox Board, the UKAB, five purple balloons tied together passed just under the right wing of the jet. The board uh, categorised the incident as a Category A, which means there was a risk of serious collision. The pilot allegedly radioed the incident through to air traffic control, saying just a report of a near miss with about five or six balloons. They just nearly hit us, chuckling. Uh, (laughs) That's what it says on the story, by the way. That's not me chuckling. Uh, In the report, it said that the incident was acknowledged and that no other aircraft were in the vicinity. No further action was taken. We we are aware of the issue and reported the event to the relevant authorities and reported the investigation in line with our safety procedures. At no point was the safety of those on board compromised. The safety and well-being of passengers and crew is always EasyJet's highest priority, said an EasyJet spokesperson. Now, what have I missed here? (laughs) I feel like... I, I mean, mean we, we, are, are, are we talking hot air balloons here? No, no, no. These are these are like kids' balloons from parties. You know, these are normal standard kind of. Wait, 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 wait. Hang on. So, so, so a report has been made to um, the UK Airprox to the board. to the UK Airprox board because of five helium balloons. That's true. That's correct. I mean, yes, it, I mean, no, Neil Amorn says, is it April the 1st? No, Neil, it's not April the 1st. This is an actual story. Um, and if you look on the Airprox board, I think you can find that report on there, actually. Um, I'm, I'm what, just surprised I'm, no, what that the am I missing? actually had the chance to see this. What kind of balloons are able to cause a Class A incident? Titanium-plated balloons is what <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Captain Cruz. Much I mean, appreciated. We've had, we've, we've had stories on the show over the last year or two about Jetpack Man or the, well, the, yes, the supposed Jetpack uh, Man. He's, scene he's from, definitely uh, he or she. Sorry, we shouldn't we shouldn't make assumptions. Or they. Let's let's be politically <laughs> correct. Completely, uh, they are definitely a Class A incident. Um, UFOs. Yeah. I mean, what what couldn't you want more than some just some some nice balloons to fly alongside okay. your, your? I mean, jet are we short of stories this week? Is that why this one was featured? <laughs> I mean, I'm just trying to get my head around it. No, okay. <laughs> oh, Richard Adams. Richard Adams. Fantastic comment from Richard in the chat room oh, in is? reference to the film Airline. 
Oh. Uh, or airport, sorry. Airport. Um, uh, Richard says, uh, maybe Otto, uh, as in the inflatable um, inflatable autopilot in the film Airport, uh, maybe Otto was pilot flying at the time and got a sudden inferiority complex. <sighs> Oh, you've got to watch the film to, to get that one. But anyway, one um, very good. Yeah. One day, yeah. Oh, you haven't seen Airport? No, yet, I haven't right? seen Airport. Yeah. Oh, blimey! <clears throat> oh, we need to we need to sort that out, John. Airplane? No, I haven't, airplane. I haven't, sorry, airplane. I haven't seen Airplane. No, I haven't seen. Airplane. Oh no, Airport. Airport. Airport was a serious uh, was a serious film that the airplane the airplane film took the Mickey out of. Out of. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, indeed. Okay. I've got them on a hard drive, Matt. I'll get them to you. Oh, right. Oh, thank you. Anyway, what, what a treat. Yeah. Drop, next, it in the, uh, drop it in the G drive. Drop it I'll in the G it, drive, yeah. yeah. Okay. Next uh, story. This is from the points guy. This is uh, for me and Matt, this one. Thanks, is it? Uh, yes, I know. John's just dropping stuff in here like... What am I doing? What? what? Okay. So uh, this is the 12 must-have apps to help you survive the holiday travel season. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, although, as this story comes from thepointsguy.com, uh, although airports might look somewhat different this holiday season, you'll still see some crowded terminals be faced with overpriced, overpriced food, encounter the inevitable flight disruption, uh, disruptions, and potential to have to cope with your pandemic-fried nerves. The good news is that thanks to your smartphone... Um, Android device, obviously. You'll have the power to minimize all this uh, that's bad about your travel if you remember to download the right apps. So we have a list of wonderful apps that you might want to download for your phone. You, some of you may have these apps. If you have these apps already in the chat room, let us know and uh, what you think of them. Mm. Uh, the first one is uh, Packing Pro. Um, before you start your trip, you have to pack, and Packing Pro helps... Uh, the app helps you stay organized. It comes with a master catalog to track items you pack the most, along with the ability to create custom packing lists for your trip. Uh, keep a tally of items packed and make a check mark to confirm also what you've packed. Uh, you can also sort items by priority type, filter items to identify what you still need to buy, and be able to either print or email your final lists. Among other features, a list can be especially helpful. Uh, if your baggage is delayed or lost, mm. so that's Packing Pro. Um, I quite like this because it's got a lot because it's listing stupid things. I mean, it's like like driver's license. I mean, I wouldn't have had to turn around and rush home if I'd have had my driving license with me and maybe use this app. So I can see why this would have a um, you know. A, I mean, I, I suppose the things like ATM card and cash and all that kind of mm. thing. I suppose I suppose it's the digital version of what we normally do, isn't it? Which is to say, um, get a case out of the loft. Put your yeah. Well, in I your was socks, thinking more like you know t-shirt. now you know when you get in the taxi, what they're supposed to say to you. <laughs> ignoring you um it, what you're supposed to say is like literally uh right passports wallet you know like uh car keys or something like that do you know what i mean it's uh yeah i i suppose so this this is not aimed so much at flying but more at helping you get ready to get on the plane essentially yeah yeah neil lamb once just said in the chat room actually matt he said uh, he's looking at the picture you've got on the screen he says arrange for a break from your job huh people need a reminder for that <laughs> true true there is that yeah i see i see what you see what you did there so the yeah. next one is flight aware um is I, it? Actually, I actually quite like flight aware it's quite okay. nice flight aware is um if you if you can i think there's 
I didn't realize there's an app for this. Obviously, there is. Uh, but the website, the Flight Aware website, you can type in your, the um, flight number of the flight that you're potentially going to travel on. Right. And it will give you an overview of, of how your flight in the previous you know, times has, if it's operated, if it's been on time, if it's been late, what aircraft type's been used on that particular uh, route and stuff. Um, so it's, I didn't realize there was an app for that one. I'll have to download that one, actually, then. Now I know there is Flight Aware app. Get that one. I, I don't know. So, so what is it? Tell me, tell me more about it. What is it? So, like I said, if so, like for me, I typed in the flight number for when I fly to the US next month. I typed in the American Airlines flight number for that, and it gave me an overview of the previous month's flights with that flight. It said that um, quite a few times it had left late from Heathrow. Right. Uh, other days it had got into the US early. Um, oh, okay. And it's it's kind of a a good way of finding out how that flight you know performs is and, performing you know, right okay. and and the aircraft type as well which is always handy to um to, right to for you so, especially yeah, it's like, quite good, yeah. for me yeah, yeah. I'm like I literally couldn't care less geeky as hell <laughs> um, next app this one is called Calm a favourite meditation app mm. of the point sky I use I I actually have a subscription to this because I use it to sleep. Not least for the array of music design to help you. Sl- I'm gonna have to get this. Also, possibly oh, it's awesome. it's a good app for awesome. those who struggle with fear of flying. Calming flight anxiety series. No, man, this looks rather nice. So uh, the one, so, that, the one that I listen to quite a lot, which helps me, to, is um, ben- Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, basically, talking very calmly at you because he's got one of those voices that's yeah. quite soothing um and, i mean there's loads of really well-known people who all do bits for this calm app i, I mean i love it i think it's a fantastic uh and i use it because I, I do struggle to to sleep and and i highly recommend it as a way of napping. Well, like the waterfall one yeah absolutely mm. yeah yeah it's yeah, and it gets, it's, again it's one of those where you, you need to pop your bluetooth headphones in like ideally wireless ones oh. and stuff so that no, no, oh, perhaps, perhaps not. Then I was going to play it through me speaker, but uh, well, you could, but uh, you know, I mean, if you've been relegated to the spare room, then that's fine, isn't it? But uh, <laughs> which is a nightly occurrence. Well, right, okay, fair um, enough. <laughs> with, okay. with having Poppy, Poppy Cat, right, um, fair enough. Uh, the next one is called Flio or F R F L I O Flio. The Flio app has useful information and tips in there to navigate more than three thousand airports around the world including everything from how to get to, from the airport, finding pre- and post-security restaurants, shopping lounges, and power outlets. Uh, you can all you can receive as well notifications for delays, gate changes, boarding times, and baggage claim belts as well. So I suppose that's a useful app, I suppose, Matt, mm. to find out where to, where to eat once you get through the yeah. 6,500 year queue to get through security <laughs> uh, at Stansted at Airport. Yeah. <clears throat> right. Um, so, yeah. I, 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 that's a probably a good app. Um, the gate change one is probably good. Uh, Neil Lamwon in the chat room. Uh, Neil Lamwon has said, "Is there an app called Large Gin and Tonic and Beer Wee! at six a.m.?" Let's hope so. <laughs> that's and actually, that's very Ri- much what's Richard needed, Adams. Yeah. Richard Adams' comment is quite amusing as well. Richard says uh, you could have an app for current world COVID regulations. Yeah, though though that would need to have a lever on the side like a one arm bandit. <laughs> very true, Rick. <laughs> very true, Richard. And uh, uh, Micah as well. What's Micah said, uh, Matt? Said, uh, and please note that that story, although 
on the points guy is written by our good friend Aunt Bennett Wilson. Oh yes, the previous yeah. story, yeah, by Benet, yes, ah, by okay. Benet Wilson, yeah. yeah. This story. There's this story, yeah, is yeah. it? From Aunt Benet. Yeah, there you go. Indeed. So, the uh, next... We're next still, one. Another couple of apps, yeah. Ho- Hotel Tonight. Ooh. The Hotel Tonight website and app allows you to book a room for the same evening or depending on location up to a week in advance. Now, in, can't you do this on another app that begins with B and ends with .com? I mean, there are alternatives to all of these sites. This is just this is just yeah. a few you know this is just a few ideas, isn't it? It's, uh, I have to look at these. Yeah, um, absolutely. Another one is called Day uh, Day yeah. Use. Yeah. So these are these are uh, John is just saying that they're sort of like about unsold rooms, so uh, oh, right, possibly right. available to lower discount than say the ones that as where Booking dot com, which is the one that you refer to, is more <laughs> often than sites. It's more often like rooms and stuff yeah. where you know they've got three at a highly discounted rate just to sort of you know get you know, you know bums bums on beds basically. Uh, the next one is called Day Use. Interesting name for a mat, uh, for an app. Uh, if you're facing a lengthy delay or long layover at an airport, you're tired and an airline lounge is not going to cut it. I mean, why wouldn't it if you're in first class like Nev? Uh, the Day <laughs> app uses uh, uses app offers a list of more than five thousand hotels in twenty five countries that offer day rates at between 30 and 75% off an overnight stay. You'll get access to all the hotel's amenities and can book without a credit card and can cancel your reservation at any time. Nice. Yeah, I suppose that's a good app. I suppose if you're going to be stuck somewhere for sort of four or five, six hours, mm. and yeah, you don't want true. to pay for, a, pay for a room for a whole day, yeah. you can pay for a room for half a day. That's not bad. Not Indeed. bad as well. Yeah. Uh, Mike is saying, Hotels Tonight gives you last-minute deals. It's a very good one that I use. It's like when you need a hotel within oh. hours. Oh, that's useful. Hotel Tonight. We need to download that, definitely. Mm. Absolutely. There's a lot here that I'm going to be yeah, looking indeed. for when we finish the show. Right. Um, <laughs> next one is an app I've heard of uh, before. This is very good, this one. App in the Air. Very good uh, play on words there. App in the Air builds itself as your personal travel assistant. It helps you find the best rates for flights and hotels by using search filters, including number of stops, uh, times, amenities, alliance programs, and pricing, and more. It gives you updates when your flight status changes and tells you when to check in, even without Wi-Fi, as well as offers information on places to eat, Wi-Fi passwords at most uh, more airports. It backs up your flight history by hours, miles, cities, and aircraft you've flown, plus it searches your email addresses automatically to import flights, hotels, and car rental information. My word, that app does a lot. A lot, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Stay tuned on that, we're being told. Yes, Fair enough. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we might uh, be talking to someone in regards to that app in a future show. Oh, anyway, right. next one is Ooh. called, I like this one. The name of this one's quite quite good. Okay. Lounge Buddy. Ooh. Where's your lounge buddy? It's over there, mate. Uh, this one, uh, Lounge Buddy, what, offers what? access. What was that? <laughs> What on earth is that? Lounge Buddy offers access to premium airport lounges around the world, regardless of the airline or class you're. Oh, I like this one. Regardless of the airline or class you're flying. 
When you create a trip in the app, it tells you which lounges you have access to based on the airports you'll be transiting through, as well as how to purchase access if you don't already have it. If you prefer to search by lounge or by lounge program, the app will tell you exactly what is needed to use them. Hmm. Well, there you go. Mm. Yeah. Now, I, I, as a big lover of food, I'm very excited about this one. Oh, my word. Happy <laughs> cow. Yes, you heard me correctly. Happy cow. For all the food options in an airport, it can still be hard to find the vegetarian or vegan options in the airports. The Happy Cow app is crowdsourced by an airline community and helps travellers find plant-based and vegan Ooh, options. nice. Along with healthy food at restaurants and stores around the world, including airports. So that's Happy Cow. I like it. I like the sound of that. You can't miss the the uh, icon because it's bright purple. Yeah. So Although I, th- I mean, I think I think airports especially. I mean, they're you know they're they're much more wise to um, you know sort of special dietary needs and things than than they've ever been. I think of late. Mm. Certainly the major airports anyway. Uh, you you may struggle to get more than some you know you may struggle to even get a vegetarian option at Norwich Airport but <laughs> <laughs> anyway get a flight well anyway this that. next yeah. one this next one's a good one as well Matt Grab yeah. it's called Grab okay uh, with Grab the app there's a lot less chance of going hungry on a tight connection simply order your food pay online and pick it up at sixty plus airports in the US oh, wow. Europe and Middle East and Asia Pacific. So I suppose that's quite handy. You're, you're on a move. You're running mm. towards your gate. I need a, I need a burger. Go I on, yeah. I don't think it quite works. And, like um, <laughs> and perhaps your burger will be waiting yeah. there for you on seat one A when you arrive. At your I mean, I, I don't think they'll. No, 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 no. You, you pick it up for the restaurant. I don't. I say, I don't. I don't think. You, I don't think you've got you know waiters and waitresses chasing you through security. I don't think it quite <laughs> works like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's got transportation options and stuff in it as but, well. So that, like, that's yeah. grab that one, it and is. the last one uh, as well. And of course, the the Point Sky app. Um, their new app allows you to use your spare time in the airport or on a flight to plan your next vi- uh, vacation using your points and miles. The app lets you track credit card, airline, and hotel points balances and points and miles efficiently by showing you how to use the best credit card, crunch the numbers, and to it also share, uh, shares shows you how many points or miles you'll need to book that dream trip to Greece. Other countries are available. And uh, TB, TPG news feeds, uh, so you'll need to see the news in advance that matters to you most first in regards to holidays. Mm. So the Points Guy app, quite a good one there. Always nice to uh, keep an eye on the points and stuff that you're earning with the various, because there are many um, points, plans, sort of um, schemes, going around the world at the moment as we all know with airlines and credit cards so good to have those all in one place to see what you're doing a couple of apps there i think we'll all be downloading neil, neil lamorne is saying uh day use could be handy for a nice airport spotting trip that's a good point yeah yeah true that's good yeah 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 definitely uh micah again saying uh, another one i use if you're not a member like nev is this can get you into certain lounges, although uh, they are very limited. Which app was that? That was the Lounge Buddy one. Lounge Buddy, um, yeah. Absolutely. So another, yeah. So another one he uses. Yeah. Lots of good apps. Um, so Carlos, um, what um, one? What one are you going to be downloading? Do you think? 
I'm going to download the FlightAware one because I haven't. I use FlightAware on the on the desktop, but not other than yeah. that. So I'm going to download the FlightAware one. I, uh, the I, Calm I, one. I'm going to download. Yeah, I, I recommend that. Good. Yeah, yeah. So absolutely. I'm going to download the Calm one. Yeah. Uh, um, I, th- this one is the one I'm going to be downloading. I love this. Is the Hotel Tonight? Oh, Hotel one. Tonight. That that one I'm definitely downloading. That one looks really good. To, and to I think me. the Lounge, yeah. the 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 Lounge Buddy one. I don't just, think. I don't think. I'd, I don't think. I, for me, I probably wouldn't use it enough. If I'm in, if I'm um, but, at an airport long enough before I fly, because I like mm. to get there about three weeks before I actually fly. Um, but inter- I mean, my, my experience with um, so with the uh, the EasyJet app. So when when I did the island uh, thing very recently, um, I I actually found that app very very useful because it did it it brought up, for example, the gate information much much mm. earlier than it pops up on the screens. Which, um, when you know you've got to get you've got to transition mother from you know where we are to where she needs to be, to get that information ten fifteen minutes earlier than when it pops up on the screens is huge, absolutely huge and useful information. So I mean some of the you know some of the some of the uh, airline apps are really helpful you know like mm. like uh, EasyJet and that. So um, I must admit the I mean the. The the Ryanair one is is great for like booking like like actually booking the flight and doing things like you know a- a- adding stuff on, um, and obviously you've got your QR code for getting through security and things like that on it. Um, but um, yeah, it's um, I, I think this is the way it's going to go, isn't it? The these these apps. So moving on to the last story on the list uh, this week, and uh, this is a rather interesting story that jumped into the news folders this week yes this one was um, sent in wasn't it yeah we got this one actually uh, sent in to us from brian coleman from the the airplane geeks podcast so thanks to you brian and uh, this uh, is for the the website is seaboardinggroup.com and uh, apparently a woman has been handing out vodka shots to passengers uh, because she was told she couldn't take her bottles through security so, in a move that only Florida could pull off, a woman flying out of the Miami International Airport was informed that she could not bring her jug of vodka through the airport security. I'm sorry, what? Her solution? Instead of throwing it in a bin, which is what we most of us have to do when we bring liquids over the size we're allowed to, she passed the bottle round fellow passengers and glugged a few shots of the vodka <sighs> while it was being filmed, obviously, because everything is nowadays, uh, via a mobile phone. Uh, I the mean, video, COVID. Sorry. I, I, I don't, I know, I watched it earlier, Matt, and I just could not believe it. Wow, okay. The video has gone completely viral, as it always does on that weird platform called tiktok which i've just not oh no i love around. tiktok no no don't don't, don't be dissing the tiktok the user at latin bella and fellow passengers pounding a bottle of vodka before going through the airport security line it seems she forgot the 100 mil rule for traveling with alcohol <laughs> a long-standing transportation safety administration or tsa rule Comments on the viral video itself range from funny to angry and everything in between. For example, one user noted, I can't believe they're allowing this kind of behavior at the airport and I'm ever so disappointed I wasn't there to participate. <laughs> um, another one had uh, the, uh, the comment, TSA really forced y'all to pre-game or go home. Uh, maybe the funniest comment was from one user who lamented, it's all fun and games until you realize that your pilot 
is in that line as well. <laughs> True. Joking True. aside, and all props to these youngsters' creativity, who hasn't seen someone chugging a bottle of water before they go through security? Yes. Yeah, uh, but yeah. pounding a jug of vodka seems inappropriate. I mean, it's a bold move, certainly. Not I mean... to mention handling a single bottle around to a bunch of strangers. Yes, that's the thing that I'm most distressed by, if I'm honest. As the, that's the thing, you know, I mean, in, the, in these like, times, uh, it's just uh, like, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, uh, just, may just well walk around and sort of snog everyone. I think that's I mean, far you'd, more you'd, fun you'd than At least the you know. thought she could have gone and got some shot glasses from somewhere. You know. I mean, it's an option, certainly. It's uh, <laughs> certainly an option. Anyway. Oh, dear. Never mind. As, so that brings yeah. the commercial news stories to a close this week. Hope you all enjoyed those stories. And, uh, it's time for the next part of the show. Right. Uh, which uh, is this week the caption this okay. uh, pick of the week, uh, so just for fun. I, I'm going to pop the picture up and try and describe this it. So, week, this week has been a very popular week for this picture. Mm. Now, Matt, so I, I think the, the best way to describe this is, so I think we're in economy. I think it's safe to say that, isn't it? We're on a plane. We're in economy. Uh, everyone else is seated, uh, either looking at their, their headrest screen or whatever. And then randomly, two rows in front of the guy who took this photograph, there is somebody who is um, whose feet are in the air, basically. So I don't know whether they're doing a handstand or what, but for some reason, um, yeah, their their head are, their head is on the floor and their feet are in the air. They're wearing socks, which I think is a, a, a relief. Uh, <laughs> you know, very very kind of them. Yeah, uh, they're a bit short. They haven't quite been able to reach the top. Uh, sort of half expected them to be sort of you know have their feet resting on the uh, the. Uh, I the don't know what I'd bin, think about but, if I uh, saw this. I, I don't know. I mean, I'd like to think that that's not how takeoff and landing took place. Um, mm. I'd like to think this was in the cruise, um, but uh, who knows? It, anything's possible, really. Uh, so we, or have... perhaps it's someone wearing a pair of socks on their hands. Um. I mean, <laughs> I don't think it is. I mean, it, anyway. look, it, look, uh, it looks like calves, I think, rather than arms. Uh, yeah. But I'm not an uh, <laughs> anyway, ex. The caption for that is, uh, pardon me, miss. Uh, it's just like, anyway. Kick us off, Matt. Uh, okay, one. so Steve uh, has a, uh, his, his comment is, uh, watching a certain scene from Flying High, while flying high, <laughs> James, James has said, uh, "Oh, James, James has said this is hands down the best way to fly." I like it. Uh, John has sent in a comment saying, "As Neville would uh, could not get seat one A, he took extreme measures to ensure the seat next to him was not filled with hen or stag parties. He brought an extra ticket." For Blodwin, Miss Blodwin, knee, uh, blow up doll, <laughs> Nade blow up doll, uh, not use, not used to being in a low pressure environment, overinflated herself, uh, causing a number of problems for the crew until an old collagen passenger was able to release the emergency pressure oh, relief well, valve John. indeed uh, Laura. Um, Laura Laura's put uh, look, actually Laura upset two other people with this one because she beat them to it oh uh, Laura put uh, because I was inverted fair enough uh, Jenny fair says enough. I took my shoes off to go to the washroom and now Gun, I yeah. need to oh is it oh yeah, I see reference, right yeah. yeah oh I see right well done so what, what did Jenny say uh, Jenny said I took my shoes off to go to the washroom and now I need to dry my socks <laughs> uh, Ian Ew. says turbulence 
What turbulence? Right. Uh, Bob says, hands down, the worst flight ever. <laughs> Richard <laughs> says, uh, passenger misheard the captain when he announced a delay because we must hold 2,000 feet in the air. Very good, Richard. I, 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 <laughs> uh, ben says, uh, caution section in the event of wet socks, vents to full open and monitor for five minutes. Oh, man, can you imagine? <laughs> oh. Steve says, top and tail, Acme Airlines, new approach to onboard social distancing. Indeed. Matt's aviation channel says he did not fasten the seatbelt while the plane made a looping. Oh, <laughs> Gordon! Like, is that like maids are milking? No, sorry. No, no. <laughs> Gordon says he comes from a land down under. It's quite uh, normal that he's from Australia. Oh, I see what you did there, uh, Nev. Uh, I don't know if it's, uh, is that our Nev. That is our. Yeah, Nev. Oh, it says preparing myself for when Oz and New Zealand open up. Uh, <laughs> uh, Helen, Helen makes a, a very, a very good point. Yeah, a very good point. Actually, mm. this is actually quite a good point. Avoiding DVT. Very good. Very good point. Very uh, good. Robin says localized turbulence in seat fifteen C. But Paul, Paul says. Worryingly, Paul says, brace, brace, brace. True. Alan says, standard operating procedures on all flights departing Ibiza. Uh, <laughs> Andrew says, introducing Ryanair's new extra legroom seats. And Hillel is exactly in the same place there saying, more legroom. I mean, there is more legroom if you do it there that way around. Yeah. There is, yeah. yeah. I mean, sure, I wouldn't be able to but, get my lower torso between the seats and the back of the plane. I mean, by the end of the physically... flight, you would have... Either a really bad headache or a really red face. <laughs> okay, let's whiz our way through some of the extra ones we've had in the chat room while we've been on air. Uh, Richard Adams has said, new cattle class stacking mechanism, perhaps? I like that. <laughs> uh, Dirk S says, passenger didn't pay up, sit upright fee on Ryanair flight. As you do. <laughs> um, Richard Adams is also saying, aren't you meant to press the cabin crew but or cabin crew call button if you drop your mobile? You see, I don't... <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, was gonna say, I don't know. I thought they were trying to press the call button with their feet. I, I didn't know that was... Uh, maybe there is a... Uh, maybe there was a beer can rolling around uh, down the seat rows. Is Dirk S's other suggestion. <laughs> I like Richard Allen's Blotto Otto in reference to the uh, inflatable <laughs> ah, FO. Well, quite. Good. Yes, I've heard of that. Oh, so dear. don't forget, if you uh, missed uh, the picture, if you check us out on Facebook, follow us on Facebook if you don't already follow us. Um, every Normally every Wednesday, the picture will go up on Facebook for you to put your comments on uh, for us to read out on the show. Uh, so keep your eyes on our social media Facebook page. And uh, thank you to everyone who commented this week. It was a popular picture this week. Indeed, indeed. Okay, we're just going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. Well, uh, welcome to our London studios. Uh, welcome to the A320 Lounge uh, webinar uh, tech presentation, um, obviously for the 320 series. Welcome to the A320 and 737 Lounge, bringing technical refresher courses directly to you. Using our cutting-edge broadcasting facilities, enjoy a fully interactive technical refresher course from the comfort of your own home. All of our webinars are live and you can ask your instructor a question at any point during the day. All of our instructors are highly experienced and can help you. No more expensive nights away from home, no new software required, just an internet connection. Courses are run at regular intervals, so check out A320Lounge and 737Lounge.com for more details. And we're back. 
Welcome back, everyone. A uh, little break there. Uh, but uh, we have got some military news which has been put together by the legend that is Armando this week, as always. He's put together some stories for me and Matt, which will probably be full of words <laughs> we can't pronounce and other things that we have no, always. no idea about, always. as always. Yeah. So, Matt, if you're ready, yeah. hit it. And the first news story for this week uh, comes to us from the aviationist.com. And uh, this uh, story is one that broke earlier this week. I know most of us have been talking about it in the various news feeds. I know Armando has. Uh, the British F-35B crash in the Mediterranean, possibly caused by a rain cover left on during launch. So according to the media outlet, uh, The Sun, oh boy, uh, the recent crash of a British F-35B during takeoff from HMS Queen Elizabeth was possibly caused by a rain cover not being removed before takeoff. An F-35B Lightning aircraft belonging to the Royal Air Force 617 Squadron crashed into the Mediterranean Sea shortly after launching from the British aircraft carrier HMS Queen Elizabeth on November the 17th. Uh, the aircraft was one of eight British F-35Bs and 10 US Marine Corps F-35s currently embarked on HMS Queen Elizabeth and a maiden, uh, maiden voyage operational cruise dubbed CSG-21. The pilot ejected from the stealth jet and was rescued and returned to the ship. In the aftermath of the mishap, Defence Secretary Ben Wallace was quoted by BBC's uh, defence correspondent Jonathan Beale providing some further details, saying that the F-35 ditched soon after taking off from the aircraft carrier and that the operational and training flights on board HMS Queen Elizabeth were continuing despite the incident, a sign that the root cause of the crash was probably immediately known and, more importantly, not pointing to a technical glitch or failure. Uh, if, in f uh, if confirmed, the crash of the F-35B would have been caused by a catastrophic chain of failures, by more than one person. In following the standard taxi and takeoff procedures, that will certainly include multiple visual checks of the actual removal of the air intake covers and safety pins, which are red in color and have the usual remove before flight or sign or attract attention to prevent these kind of accidents happening. Now, the uh, US Navy have sent a salvage ship um, crew to help recover the crashed uh, F-35B. This is from uh, the news.usni.org. So the US Navy is helping the United Kingdom to recover its F-35 uh, Lightning II joint strike fighter that crashed into the sea this week. The UK government spokesperson confirmed uh, to US uh, Navy or uh, USNI News uh, that uh, the US Navy is dispatching a ship and crew to help with the deep salvage mission. Naval Sea Systems Command did not immediately respond to any inquiry from USNI News about the ship and crew aiding the mission. Uh, Italy uh, is also assisting with the mission, and the aircraft has not yet been recovered, uh, it understands, as of yet. And uh, as Mike has pointed out in the chat room, actually, I did see this on um, well, a couple of the news feeds, that uh, the Russians were very um, eager to um, come and 
help to find this aircraft. Oh, I bet, yeah. <laughs> yes, for, for reasons I could only imagine. Well, quite. Uh, it's an expensive mistake, Jonathan Warner saying. I mean, essentially, the long, the long story, the long short story here, I think, is somebody didn't do their walk round check properly, did they? I mean, that's the yes, that's a sim- I know. That's a simply uh, what it sort of boils down to, or at least that's my. I mean, yeah. I, I, we don't know yet, I'm, I, but as I say, I think I think they know because otherwise, you know, everything would have been grounded while they looked into it, wouldn't it? Mm. I mean, you know, even if it was just on that particular. It, I mean, aircraft. if it is found that something was left in, like one of these covers, mm. whoever does these walk round checks or whoever missed this is going to get such a mm. bad um, day yes. a, a, handed to it. A stern ticking off. Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah. Okay, Matt, you've got the next story. I and have. Moving on to yep. uh, one of Micah's favourite aircraft. Indeed. So uh, it's uh, uh, EurasianTimes.com and the headline is Germany approves nuclear-capable FA-18 Super Hornets, EW aircraft EA-18G Growlers to modernise fleet. So Germany is likely to send the US government a letter of request, LOR, requesting the to uh, to procure the Boeing FA-18 Super Hornet and the EA-18G Growler aircraft, James reported, quoting local German media. Michael Horrister, Vice President of Boeing's Defence, Space and Security Germany told Jane's that a letter of intent to proceed with the planned sale is expected to be released in January, immediately after the German government is seated in early December. In 2020, Germany's defence minister stated that Berlin plans to buy 30 American-made FA-18E and f Super Hornets and 15 EA-18G Growler electronic warfare aircraft. The Luftwaffe or the German Air Force wants to replace 90 uh, Pana- is it Panavia? Panavia, uh, Panavia Tornado Interdiction and Strike Electronic Combat Reconnaissance aircraft with new platforms by 2025. Um, uh, they, the German ministry informed the US government in 2020 that Berlin had granted the Luftwaffe permission to purchase a total of 45 Super Hornets and Growler aircraft. She has also said that Germany will purchase roughly 90 euros fighters as well. Half of the Typhoons would be used to replace Tornadoes, whereas the other half would be used to replace Germany's older Eurofighters. Hmm. Yeah, this, I think this is one of those, I'm sure this is one of the aircraft that we walked around at the um, Pittsburgh Air Show with Micah. Yes, I think it was. I think it was. It was either, either Pittsburgh or, yeah, I think it was Pittsburgh we went. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's, I mean, it's, you know, it's got, it's got some years behind it, but it is very much a popular aircraft even now, isn't it? Uh, introduced into service in 1999. Uh, introduced service. I suppose first, in terms of military, that's not actually that mm, that old, is it? That's first quite, flew yeah. in 95. Mm. That did, but not introduced into service till 1999. Yeah. Um, as currently, there was um, as of April last year, uh, there's 608 of these that have been built. Okay, cool. Mm. So next story. Um, bit of a sad story this one this is from the dailymail.co.uk an air force pilot killed and two others injured during mishap involving two trainer aircraft in Texas 
uh, following a string of fatal uh, military accidents. An Air Force pilot was killed and two others injured Friday morning, this is last Friday, in a mishap involving two trainer aircraft at a Texas base. Officials at uh, Lachlan Air Force Base said an incident involving a pair of T-38 Talon jets occurred on the runway at around 10 a.m. One of the injured pilots was taken to San Antonio's Brook Army Medical Center in critical condition. Their current condition remains unknown. The other pilot was treated at Van Verde Regional Medical Center and discharged. The cause of the incident, uh, or the accident, I should say, is still under investigation and the Friday's incident follows a string of fatal military accidents. Colonel Craig Pratha issued a statement sharing his thoughts um, uh, that are with the victims and their families, and he said, our hearts and thoughts and prayers are with those pilots involved in this mishap and their families, he said. The identities of the victims have not been released, and the T-38 Talon is a two-seat twin-engine high-altitude supersonic jet trainer. The Air Force says the jet is used in a variety of roles, because of its design, economy of operations, ease of maintenance, high performance, and exceptional safety record. The T-38 Talon is primarily used by the Air Education and Training Command for Joint Specialized Undergraduate Pilot Training, and the Air Command or Air Combat Command, Air Force Ma uh, Materiel Command, and the National Aeronautics and Space Administration also use the T-38 in various roles. It's always sad when we have to read one of these stories yeah. out in the show uh, when Indeed. it's an accident like this. Um, Indeed. Well, as you say, because it is people doing a job that they yeah probably very much love. Absolutely. So. Okay. Well, we'll 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 move on to the uh, uh, next story now and uh, on to C one thirty J. Indeed. Yeah. Back in September, we talked about a potential project to make the C-130J amphibious. This research seems to be ongoing as a top AF Special Operations General visits Japan. So this is the website. It's the it's stripes.com is the source. And the headline is Air Force Special Operations General visits to Japan to gain insight on seaplanes, the Deputy Commander of Air Force Special Operations Command made a quick trip to this base near um, Hiroshima on Tuesday to learn more about Japan's Shin Maiwa, the US-2 seaplane, a version of which the Air Force is also developing. The US-2 seaplane is definitely of interest to Air Force Special Operations. Uh, Major General Eric Hill told Stars and Stripes on Tuesday, uh, we've been working with a number of issues to try and think about how we get to runway independence. Uh, if you think about the area here, the South China Sea, for instance, if we can can turn that into a landing zone for special operation forces there might be a lot of opportunity there hill said runway independence means an aircraft does not require an established runway in this case a body of water allows a pilot to put an aircraft down almost anywhere the air force like its sister services is developing a, a, a doctrine to help its counter 
uh, a rising challenge in the region from China. The Air Force version of a seaplane in the development stage is a modified MC-130J Commando II, the special operations version of the venerable Super Hercules airlifter, uh, Ma- uh, Major General uh, Hill said. Uh, Hill visited the Japan Maritime Self-Defense Force Fleet uh, Air Wing 31 to give the US to a look. Special Operations Command partnered with Air Force Research Laboratory to design a seaplane based on the MC-130J. The Japanese use used the uh, US-2 for search and rescue airlift missions and reconnaissance for identifying hostile ships and anti-submarine warfare. It took eight years to develop and incorporate spray suppressors and spray strips that prevent damage to the airframe on water landings. Also, because it can cruise at extremely low speeds, the US-2 can take off and land on waves of up to nine feet high, according to Shin Maiwa Industries. I mean, that's an interesting story. We do love a seaplane. I know Mike is uh, uh, very keen on a seaplane in general. It's, oh, he, uh, yes, he, uh, he does love his uh, seaplanes. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a great story. This, I mean... Uh, I, it, I, it's I, hard I to imagine it a, a C-130 good... is an amphibious plane, though. Yeah, I suppose it's... well. I, <laughs> it's <laughs> a rather to, large aircraft. I have to go undergo plane. an element of uh, modification. Modification, suspect. yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there we go. In fact, I think there are... I've got some pictures. Let me see what... Uh, what they've been up to so far it's i've got the uh this is this is sort of what they're scheming or at least this is the aircraft that they've gone to go and look at basically oh yes yeah yes with the with the pontoons it's good isn't it because it's still it's good it's still got the like the wheels for like you know landing oh on, yeah for landing know, yeah. for landing yeah. on land but you could you know landing well on it's land, the same you know. same as micah's favorite uh flying boat oh the, the catalina, catalina. Yeah, yeah yeah micah's favorite there it's, yeah it's got the uh obviously the pontoons for landing it, mm. he's like a flying yeah. boat, but it's also got those uh, the ability with the uh, with the the, the undercarriage and gears mm. that they can land on on the surf hard surfaces rather than water. indeed, yeah, nice. There yeah. we go. Very interesting. So we go. Oh, uh, so ba- the based stories. on global warming and ocean sea- uh, rise, seaplanes uh, may have some potential future again. True, <laughs> that is mm. true. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. <laughs> So there we go. That's the military news segment are brought to a close. Thanks mm. uh, to Armando for popping the stories in for us this week, as always. And uh, yeah, so we've kind of uh, had it, we're kind of wrapping up now, we, Matt. We're yeah, we are. Yes, yeah. we've trawled through it. It's a bit weird just having me and you doing a show. It's <laughs> a while since we've done well, it. Well, it used to happen every week. So I mean, you know, in in the location we're currently, uh, yeah, in. pretending that we're in. Yes, absolutely. Oh, sorry, that, that we're in. Sorry, that yeah. we're in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, 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 definitely. Well, that's it then. Uh, thank you very much to everyone who has joined in. Amazing chat room, as always. Really oh, appreciated. Uh, oh, I see. Oh, right, okay. We'll, we'll have a go at that show. I've, do you know, I don't think I've ever done the social tell media. We'll, 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 let John, we'll let John do the social media. Right, well. okay. There we are. Yeah. <laughs> go on, Matt. Far away with I'll do it, where shall I? people okay. can follow yeah. us. Okay. Online. Well, first of all, we've got it up and running again, so you can send us a message 
via WhatsApp, plus four four seven five seven two two four nine one six six. That's plus four four seven five seven two two four nine one six six is the WhatsApp number here in the studio. You can send us an email. It's uh, podcast at plaintalkinguk.com. That's podcast at plaintalkinguk.com. Also, if you want to come to our 400th episode, make sure that you get an email into us ASAP so that we can get you on the guest list, podcast at plaintalkinguk.com. Uh, and the website, uh, www.plaintalkinguk.com. On there, you'll find links to our Patreon, to our PayPal. Uh, you'll find some biogs about us on there as well. Uh, all the information you need and uh, links to previous shows. You've got the, the entire back catalogue of all shows available uh, to take a look. Will you stop knocking your microphone? Sorry, I keep <laughs> knocking my microphone. And, of course, uh, lots of pictures are posted where we do our caption. This competition, for example, search social media for Plain Talking UK. That handle works on Instagram, Twitter, and also on Facebook. You can search social media for Plain Talking UK, all as one word, and you will find us there. And uh, also, don't forget that shop if uh, if you want to buy Ooh, a yes. PGK t-shirt. Oh, I mug. have a mug that I still haven't sent out. I need to do that, don't I? Oh, you haven't sent that one out yet? No. no. Oh, dear. Uh, well, I've got two I need to send out. All right. Is that the one to the US? Um, got, I'll, I'll, I'll say yes. I don't know. We've got, we've got some. Yeah, if you want okay. to get yourself <laughs> a mug. I've got one in um, Europe uh, somewhere uh, as well. Actually, Craig has yeah. uh, uh, ordered a t-shirt and mug. Hopefully, Craig, they'll be with you soon, if not already with you now craig if you're listening because it's still over here. in the us yeah. matt's going to send the mug out to you tonight so he'll get that sent out to you yeah. tonight uh, don't panic craig uh, but uh, hopefully your t-shirt should have arrived if it has just just give us a ping us a message let, let us know it got to you okay uh, but uh, yeah the uh, shop is the way you can buy your t-shirt p2k t-shirt and p2k mug as well Indeed. Uh, but, uh, which you've got to have one of the mugs the mugs are amazing so yeah. um yeah, treat yourselves or your loved one for Christmas. There we go. We, I'm right. sure we. Can... I don't. I don't. I don't think you'll be thanked for that. I've got to be honest. Okay. What would Gemma's response be if you gave her a PTUK mug for Christmas? Eh? If it if it had a name on, no, she would rubbish. No, probably hate it even more. Oh, absolutely, um, yes, yeah. indeed. Anyway, can you can you dig us out of this dangerous cul-de-sac? You will do you, you, very quickly. You've uh, backed uh, us into. Please. Thank you <laughs> to everyone who's joined us tonight on the YouTube uh, channel, and also a big thanks to everyone who downloads the show as an audio podcast. Uh, don't forget, whatever you download your audio podcast through, a lot of the apps give you the choice to or the chance to uh, rate uh, the show or give us a, a rating on there. I know iTunes do, and a few of the other ones do give you a chance to leave a review. We'd love to hear your reviews and don't forget as well we'd love to hear some feedback from you as well so if you want to send us in uh, some feedback whether it be voice picture email text or whatever uh, you can email us that in or use our whatsapp number as well which you guys should all know it's on our website but we'd love to hear uh, what you're up to what what your plans aviation wise for christmas but that's it uh, guys and girls don't forget to tune in uh, actually we're not here next week are we we're having uh, we're having a break next week because next friday is the APG 500 show. So next week we will be we'll be le- we'll be giving APG 
Friday night to the to the to themselves to enjoy their um, their party. So we won't be live. That's next absolute nonsense. We're not we're not doing it because we want to sit down and watch it. That's what because we want to watch. Because <laughs> we want to be but, there. Yeah. Uh, we will be back on the tenth of December. Yes, so make sure you're back here yeah. on the tenth of December, where hopefully oh, can fingers I... crossed. All the team will be back. Yeah. Uh, can I just say also, uh, while I remember, um, uh, congratulations to Alex. Um, so Alex, who I think he's actually in the chat room at the moment. I'm trying to get the... Uh, uh, sorry, my phone's playing. Yeah, so congratulations to Alex, who has... Uh, uh, he sent, sent a message to the WhatsApp number this week saying, I haven't been on the live stream the last couple of weeks. I hope you guys are well. The reason I haven't been on uh, most Friday nights is because I've been down to uh, Stapleford Flight Centre to fly on Saturday. The good news is I won't have to do that anymore as last Saturday I passed my commercial pilot's licence <gasps> skills test. Go round so of there, applause. Absolutely. Uh, next I will be doing my multi-engine rating and then my instrument rating. So huge congratulations to I would drink a, a good Alex fine scotch, Indeed. Alex, but I haven't got And uh, 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 In fact, Mazus uh, has just sent us a picture of Cambridge Airport, which uh, oh, uh, you, I shall take a look at in a moment. So there we are. The WhatsApp number is very much up and running, I'm pleased to say. Uh, but again, congratulations to Alex. Uh, well, well done, deserved. Alex. Well done, absolutely. Well done, Alex. Come on in. Let's, let's go. That's it then, everyone. Have a fantastic weekend and stay safe. Enjoy your Sunday roast. We'll be back on the 10th of December. Don't forget to tune in next week uh, on Friday to APG's massive 500 extravaganza. Hurrah. So from me, so from me, Matt here in the PTUK kitchen studio <laughs> for episode 392. <laughs> Take care, everyone, and say goodbye, Matt. Uh, goodbye, Matt. Thank <laughs> you.